Welcome to Flow State, a podcast designed to help you focus. And I'm your host, Bobby Light, here to provide the soundtrack to your work. You're listening to the talk-only version of Flow State. In this version, I've removed the music so you can re-listen to or share a specific topic I've discussed. Eventually, I may even expand on the topics with longer talk-only episodes, discussing deep work, neurology, peak performance, and of course, the science of flow. Enjoy! In today's episode, I want to talk about fear and curiosity. But before that, let's give a shout out to some of the patrons of Flow. Michael Demsko. For Michael, the one word that describes his flow is free. Francisca Rodriguez. For Francisca, flow feels euphoric. And finally, Kata. For Kata, flow feels like the sweet spot. Between freedom and euphoria, the sweet spot. Fear is a basic human emotion. It is part instinct, part learned, and part taught. Let's talk about the instinct. Pain, for example, causes fear, and it is this instinct that has helped us survive as a species. Whether it's running from a bear in the wild or getting food to avoid starving, this instinct is clearly important. But what about the learned or taught aspects of fear? Let's talk about the news. Here's a great snippet from a TED talk discussing the unconscious mind. The job of the media is not to report the news. The job of the media is to stimulate a part of the brain called the amygdala, which is designed evolutionarily to notice negative before positive. This helps the news hook your attention easily, which is advantageous for them because their business model runs on advertising, on your attention. The media is not a charity. You cannot watch the news and be positive. It's like saying, I want to be healthy and I smoke cigarettes. It doesn't work. Simply put, if you're being programmed by mainstream media, you can't have your default magnetic north move away from the negative to the positive. So how do you know what's going on in the world? Everything is going on in the world. A better question is, what do you choose to focus on? Stop programming yourself with why the world won't work and take charge of where you point your attention. I really love that excerpt and it does such a great job of summarizing why the news is really bad for you. And by the way, a quick reminder that the amygdala is part of the brain that gets quiet or shuts down when you're in flow. Part of why we're not fearful when we're in flow. So, we know the news insights are fears, but we can also say the same about ads, which plays on our FOMO, or fear of missing out. 
Ads constantly remind us of the car, the clothes, or the lifestyle we need to have to be accepted in the world. And it's this fear of not being accepted in the world that pushes us to make more money and spend more of that money. But let's go further back to when we were just a child. How many of you were constantly told stories of successful people? I can resonate with this and the subtle subliminal message being taught. If you don't achieve great success in life, you will not be worthy. And it's this fear that we use to drive ourselves, to motivate ourselves. It's this fear that we start to believe gives us our edge. It's what motivates us. Without this fear, we would simply become lazy and achieve nothing. This is what I believed growing up. And I have to admit, the fear did help me to a certain degree. Whether it's fear of failing an exam or fear of not passing a job interview, that fear pushed me to work my tail off and it worked. Today, we're not running from bears and we can gather the necessary food with literally the click of a button. We're no longer just surviving. We are transitioning from survival to what I call boundless creative expression. For me and my family, this is a pretty recent transition. I'm the first generation that's experiencing this, whereas my immigrant parents moving to Canada from India were constantly focused on survival. But if I'm no longer just trying to survive, it begs the question, is fear still the best motivator? Fear is the mind killer. Fear is the little death that brings total obliteration. I will face my fear. I will permit it to pass over me and through me. And when it has gone past, I will turn the inner eye to see its path. Where the fear has gone, there will be nothing. Only I will remain. And that's a quote from the book and the movie Dune. During the break, we asked the question, is fear still the best motivator? I believe not. And here is Andrew Grant describing how fear saved his life. But that same fear is killing creativity. When you have an accident like I had, immediately the primitive reptilian part of your brain takes over. Every single neuron that was alive and working moved across to the old part of the brain to try and say, Andrew, fight or flight. You must survive. When you are functioning in this reptilian part of the brain, you become anxious, you're completely focused on survival, you become moody, angry, and you become totally self-focused. Fear helped me survive a terrible surfing accident, but it's that same fear that kills creativity. With fear, we become frozen and stuck in a state of terror, which shuts down our sense of possibility as we isolate ourselves from all involvement with others. Fear moves the brain from open possibilities to proclivity and probability. This is a problem for creative thinking, which requires a relaxed state 
the ability to think through options at a slow pace, and the openness to explore different alternatives without fear. So we can see here from a scientific point of view, fear actually hinders our ability to be creative. So what do we do now? If you're no longer trying to survive, what becomes a better source of motivation? I used to say love was a better source of motivation. For example, giving your partner a gift because you love them probably led to a more creative and positive outcome than if you gave them a gift out of fear of them being upset. But when it comes to work, how do we know we love something? This is why I believe curiosity is an even better word and a better source of motivation if we're not just trying to survive. Curiosity is related to exploration, investigation, and learning. In fact, in order to explore something, you can't have fear of outcome. This probably resonates today with the constant questioning of, am I doing the right thing? Curiosity is what helped me create this podcast. I didn't create this podcast because I was afraid of some outcome. Nor did I create this because I loved making podcasts. I had no idea, but I did start it because I was curious. And after creating the first episode, I became more curious. What could I talk about in the next episode and what music would I include? And eventually I wondered, what if I replaced the talk sections with binaural sound waves? I simply continued to explore my curiosity. It is this process that has allowed me to make something I'm now deeply in love with. Something that is one of the most honest expressions of myself. You don't need to know where it'll end up or whether you'll fully love it. Simply follow the breadcrumbs of curiosity and see where it takes you. And more importantly, what makes you curious? Not what makes your friends, family, or society curious, but what is uniquely curious to you. For me, the way I got to this answer was by spending more time in silence, meditating and listening, but also finding more time in flow really helped me. If there's an activity that gets you quickly into flow, it might be a good indicator that that is something you're uniquely designed to create. Something you might want to explore. Thanks for listening today. It's good to be back. Until next time, keep on flowing.